The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed in the following program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Outside the Spotlight with Darnell Autry. If you've wanted to go behind the scenes with your favorite sports figure or entertainment personality, this is the show for you. Darnell has successfully bridged the gap between both and is ready to share his stories and his guest stories with you. Now, here's Darnell. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the third installation of Outside the Spotlight. I am your host, Darnell Autry. I uh, first want to take the opportunity to uh, thank Andre Hastings uh, for being a guest on my show last week. Um, It was a great show. I really appreciated him taking the time. Uh, It was great to meet him, and uh, hopefully we'll have him on the show in in the future because he's doing a lot of great things, and I want to keep up with him and make sure that I... uh, follow up with him, make sure you know, I know what's going on with him. Uh, and, you know, this show is a little bit special for me today because I am in the studio by myself today. So you guys, uh, there is no guest. Uh, it's only just me. And I figured I would uh, take the opportunity since we had, you know, the last two guests we had were uh, my high school coach and then we had Andre Hastings. So I felt like um, this would be a great opportunity for me to share some of my stories, uh, maybe some life lessons that I've learned throughout the process uh, from high school to college and even into the pros and then after that. So uh, this show is all about uh, sharing stories. And if you guys are curious or have any questions for me, feel free to uh, give me a call. Uh, I'll be here um, taking calls. Uh, and next, I, 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 I'd like also to uh, dedicate this show uh, to uh, my sister who has... You know, for her love and her support, uh, for um, her amazing daughter uh, Amaya, who I, I love sincerely, and but most importantly, I wanted to thank her very much for her uh, lifetime of friendship. Um, you know, she's always been there my whole life, and um, I love her for it, and I uh, I can't thank her enough. So so thank you very very much. Uh, so that being said, I figured I would start with uh, a few of the things, uh, lessons that I learned when I was um, a kid growing up here in Phoenix. You know, uh, I played Pop Warner here in here in Tempe uh, on the field, side fields at Tempe High School and over at Diablo Stadium. And, um, you know, as a kid, I, I, I looked up to my brother, as, as a lot of you know, uh, from the first show, who, who my brother called in for the show. And uh, I always looked up to him, and I really, really wanted to to play football so bad. I mean, I couldn't, I could not wait for the opportunity. When I got eight years old, I could sign up for Pop Warner and I can get my helmet and pads and jersey. And I was so, so excited about the opportunity to play because I wanted to be just like him so bad. So, of course, you know, my first day of pads, you know, I'm, I'm so excited to get the pads and wear the helmet. And I brought them home and, 
you know, me and my brother, we played in the front yard. I would put my helmet on. He brought his helmet from high school, and, you know, I put my shoulder pads on, and he had me hit the tree, which was ridiculous at the time, looking back on it, because I could have <laughs> damaged myself. But, uh, you know, he would take me out in the front yard and knock me around a little bit with the shoulder pads, and I always thought that was so cool. I was so excited, and then I... Uh, you know, and then, you know, of course, you get the first practice, and that's exciting, uh, until we started doing conditioning, and then we started running, and running, and running, and that part, obviously, as a kid, I was like, this is, this is terrible, this is not good at all, and we did that for a couple of days, and I, you know, I started to, started to waver, I guess, in my passion and my excitement about playing this whole football thing, because if, if, you know, when do I get to wear the pads, when do I get to put the helmet on, when do I, when do I get to hit people and tackle? Uh, and then, you know, it, it took, it took probably, we did that probably for about a week where we just did conditioning and we, you know, they figured out how fast you were and, and, you know, if you could catch or if you could throw and, you know, my first year I could, I was pretty quick for, for a little guy, but, you know, I wasn't the fastest. I was, I was decent, I guess. I got a, you know, they, they made me a running back, which made me so excited because now I could be just like my big brother. So I had to wear the 24 like my older brother did. So. I got the number. I'm now playing the position, uh, but we still haven't hit yet. So, you know, I'm a little bit nervous, a little bit anxious because I never hit before. I, you know, I I got an idea. I've seen it in high school. I watched my brother play, so I had to figure. I, I had a pretty good idea of how it was going to go down. And uh, I, I distinctly remember in that first practice. You know, I, I don't know what I was doing, but. I got cracked one time in one of the drills that we were doing, and that really shook me. I really uh, started second-guessing, like, maybe maybe football isn't the sport for me. I know it hurt. I knocked the wind out of me. I was like, oh, man, this is not good. So, you know, I got over that, and I had coaches yelling at me to, you know, pick my head up when I'm making the hit or, you know, wrap up and all that stuff when I'm doing tackling drills. And so... I got used to that part of it, and and as I was as I was going through the process, you know, obviously it was during the summer. So, you know, during that time, I had you know kids from the neighborhood that were doing things. They were you know riding their bikes and going swimming, and you know I had to go to practice. Not only did I have to go to practice, but you know now practice was starting to hurt. You know, I was getting hit every day, and I was falling down on the ground every day, and I was coming back sore, and I started really thinking like, oh, I don't know if I want to do this, and of course. And it happened to me every year in youth football where I, you know, I had that day where, you know, all my neighborhood friends were going swimming and they were having a big party or something. And I had to go to practice. And, of course, I went in and, you know, tried to give my father the puppy dog eyes and say, hey, you know, I, uh, you know, I really don't want to go to practice today. I kind of want to stay here and, you know, go swimming with the guys and, and have fun. And, you know, the first lesson I really learned was that day when my father said, you know, you signed up for something, and uh, you're going to finish it. And right then and there, it 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 didn't dawn on me then because I was I was just pissed because I couldn't go swimming. I was <laughs> fine, fine. I'm going to practice, and I was crying and all upset and hurt. And my dad, you know, he just looked at me. He didn't he didn't console me. None of that. He just that was the rule. That was the rule that when I signed up every year that I was not allowed to quit. And, uh, you know, I, I carried that lesson on um, most of my life where I would realize that if I signed up for something, I always tried to finish it. I always tried to see it through. It may not be for me, but I definitely tried to finish it. And I think that's one of the bigger lessons that a lot of kids can learn nowadays is, you know, 
once you start setting a precedence for quitting, you know, you quit the first time, the second and third, second and third and fourth time quitting is so much easier because you've quit before. So I think that sets you up for uh, for bad habits. And so I learned that you know every year I was I went through the same cycle. Every year I was excited to get my shoulder pads, excited to go out and hit. Then you know camp came and. I was hitting and that, that, you know, hated that part. And of course, every summer, one point or another, I would cry because I don't feel like going to practice because I'd rather be doing something else with my friends. And, you know, every year my father would have that conversation with me like, up, oh, nope, I paid $250 for you to be in this camp. You will not be quitting anytime this season. Now, if you don't want to play next year, that's next year, but this year you will see it out. So, you know, I, I, <laughs> I had to sort of grin and bear it and come, Right around probably sixth grade, you know, when you were, when I was getting ready to go into middle school, you know, I discovered girls and started coming into my body a little bit. I wasn't as, um, uh, I wasn't short and fat and I was kind of getting taller and kind of, you know, recognizing, you know, f- kind of filling into my body a little bit. So I decided that, and, and, and by the way, I only played running back my first year as, as Pop Warner. Uh, the the next what three or four years I played offensive line because for whatever reason I got big and I obviously got slow or something and I played center and them coaches had me thinking I was the best center in all the country because I <laughs> I had the forearm pads and I was all excited about it had my face painted I mean it was it was it was pretty ridiculous so so come sixth grade you know after I got done playing I was like well. You know, I kind of don't want to play during the summer. I kind of want to hang out with the fellas. And so I spent, you know, two summers between seventh and eighth grade not playing. And every year, same kind of, I got that same kind of feeling come, you know, the football season where I was like, man, I I kind of want to play. I kind of want to play. And, you know, of course, it would be always already halfway through the season and I didn't get an opportunity to play. So that only heightened my excitement to play in high school because you know when i was growing up you know we you know you were in a tempe district you everybody sort of fed into all the tempe high schools and i knew for my neighborhood that i was going to feed into tempe high and all i really wanted to do i wanted to play football in high school so bad i could not wait i mean i had two summers off I'd grown a little, I'm taller, I'm a little more coordinated. I mean, my hairdo is still a hot mess. I'm still trying to figure that out. But, you know, everything else, I'm, 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 I'm feeling out. I feel good. I feel like I'm faster. I feel like, you know, when I play, when I played, you know, seventh and eighth grade, I felt like I was a little more athletic. So come my freshman year, I was so pumped. I, I, I could not wait. I was so excited. And of course, the same kind of thing happened, you know, excited to get your pads, uh, couldn't stand camp, couldn't stand practice. And, and ladies and gentlemen, let me, this is a little secret. Okay. FYI, no kid likes to practice. Okay. No kid does. They, they really don't. And, and there are some kids that, that love it, uh, because the, the, the sport they love, they love playing in the games. But it's the practice. You know, nobody, no kid likes to play, likes to practice. So, of course, I, you know, freshman year comes along and I'm so excited to play and I get my pads and I get my sticker from a helmet and, you know, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm in with a bunch of great guys. I'm, you know, meeting new friends and, you know, I think that our team's going to be pretty talented. And again, like I said, I, you know, camp started. I couldn't stand it. I was getting hit, but turns out that I was a little faster than I thought I was. Uh, and I got an opportunity to play running back again. So I 
Changed my number. I thought, okay, so I'm going to be number 33 in my freshman year because I feel like I need something new. You know, I played offensive line for the last four years in Pop Warner and only got a chance to play running back once. So I figured I'm going to have my own identity as a running back. So I took the number 33 and uh, had a great football year. I mean, we our, our team as a freshman football was so much fun and we were talented. I mean, I think we went. I think we went six and one. I think we only played seven games that year, or whatever. I was starting running back for the team, and so excited, and and you know had a lot of success, and uh, you know come towards the end of the season, you know uh, Coach McBurney uh, came to our our freshman coach and was like, you know, uh, we're going to go to the playoffs, and we'd like to we'd like to move Darnell up to varsity. And you talking about sweating and nervous, man. I was I was scared to death because you know from freshman year to senior year. I mean these, as a freshman, them guys look like grown men. So I was absolutely positively terrified. And you know my coach came to me and said, hey, you know Coach Mack wants you to move up to varsity for the last game. Uh, you know after our last game, go to the playoffs with the varsity. And I'm like, mm, okay, so. I got an opportunity to, uh, you know, I, I didn't start or anything like that, but I did kickoff returns, and uh, I'll never forget when I got my first my first kickoff return. Um, I, I can't remember. I think it was either Albert Hinkle was was one of our, my teammates at the time, and uh, he we ran out on the field, and I'm sweating and I'm nervous, and I can't even control my shaking. I'm I, I feel like I'm gonna throw up, or pass out, or something, pee my pants, something. It was just not good. It was I was petrified, and he looked at me and he said, "Hey." Just relax. Just relax. If the ball comes to you, you get it. You run up the field just like you just like you did a freshman ball. It's no different. Except this is just varsity. And the guys are bigger and they're faster. And uh you know what, just 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 let me get the balls with it. <laughs> Long story short, he's like, you know, don't worry about it, let me just handle it. And sure enough, that first kickoff the kicker squibbed it and it went right to me and it hit me in the chest and almost knocked the wind out of me. And of course now I'm, now I'm freaking out because now the ball's on the ground and I'm scrambling around. I'm kicking it around like the bad news bears trying to pick up the ball. And I pick up the ball and I might have ran, what, maybe four or five steps and just got pummeled, just got piled up. So I'm like, oh man, this is rough. So. Long story shorted, I mean, I had a I had a, a real brief freshman introduction to you know varsity football. It obviously was not good, but it was priming me and getting me ready for the next season that I had. And I, I, I it was a very valuable lesson for me. Uh, the lesson was that you know actually was it was it was a confidence boost is really what it was it was one of those confidence builders for me that I thought well you know what I think I can play on this varsity level I mean even though I I ran 5 steps that's you know four steps fewer than than one so I I felt pretty good about it so uh that set me up that set up my whole high school career and uh, when we come back, I'm going to share a little, uh, another lesson that I actually learned, one of the biggest lessons I learned in my whole life in high school shortly after that first freshman season. So uh, when we get back, we'll, uh, we'll cover that. So Darno Autry, OTS, Voice America, we'll be back. It's a fly ball. 
with 2.8 seconds left to left. I don't care where they put him. This one is out of here. From high school to the pros, we, we cover everything. Let your voice be heard. Voice America Sports. It's all Arizona, all over the world. If you're a local Arizona high school sports fan or if you're a transplanted fan somewhere else in the world, have we got a show for you. The first Internet sports radio talk show focusing solely on high school sports is The Coach's Corner with Scott Lovely. Tune in to talk about your favorite teams, players, or coaches. It's 100% Arizona high school sports coverage and a little bit more. Tune in Mondays at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern to the Voice America Sports Channel. Do you think that all of the generic financial information you get every day is hard to navigate? You need to tune in to Duffy's Financial Playbook. Every weekend, Andreas Duffy will help you filter out this information and turn it into wisdom that you can really use. Be informed about the financial decisions you're about to make instead of just blindly making decisions. Andre's connections in the business and professional sports world will help you so you don't need to worry about your financial success. Tune in to Duffy's Financial Playbook, Saturdays at 1 p.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Pacific on Voice America Sports. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. You're tuned in to Outside the Spotlight with Darnell Autry. If you have a question for Darnell or his guest, please call 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or send an email to Darnell at DarnellAutry.com. Now, back to Outside the Spotlight. Uh, thank you very much, Nene. <laughs> name uh anyway we were talking about uh you know my high school how i started out uh, my career in high school and uh we're just coming off of you know i was just coming off of the football season i'd moved up uh for one game of the varsity year and uh uh, i was so so we're talking about one of the biggest lessons that i learned and i was so engrossed in my football and so engrossed with uh all the the attention that I was getting and, and the, the girls and, and my guys and, um, I, I was so into it that I, uh, neglected my schooling. And, uh, so the football season ended and the quarter ended and I ended up, uh, flunking math. Uh, not, I wasn't even close. I mean, this was like a F minus minus. I mean, it wasn't, uh, we, I was not even close and, I, I got caught up, me and my friends at the time, we, we decided to not do our homework, not decide to, you know, we decided not to do well on our tests and all that stuff, and, and I flunked. And I remember being so shocked, right, because I, 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 I hadn't thought about it. I thought, well, it'll be all right, it'll be fine. But then I realized that I had to tell my father, I had, I had to head it off, head it off at the pass, because I had to tell him first before the credit, the, before I got my report card, because if he if I didn't say anything and he got my report card, I'm busted. So I figured I would head it off at the pass and sort of break it to him real easy and sort of, you know, say, hey, you know. And, I, and I'll never forget the day I, I went in there and I was nervous and I'm sweating. And uh, I said, uh, you know, uh, Pop, I, uh, you know, I can, can talk to you for a minute. And, you know, he was, he was doing his thing and he wasn't really, I, I mean, he was paying attention but not really. And I said, uh, and so... Uh, 
I got an F in math. And then there was a long pause. Like no, I mean it was <laughs> it was a long pause, and I and I really thought that he was going to snap. I thought he was going to yell and scream and rant and rave. I thought for sure that he was I was going to get it for sure. And uh, it was it was the most surreal thing in my whole life. He actually just looked at me and he said, "You know, I don't have the money to send you to college, so." Whatever you decide to do with school and, 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 and your grades, it's on you. It's on you to decide what you want to do with yourself. If that's how you want people to look at you as a failure, if that's how you want people to think of you as, as, as you know, the kid that gets an F, that's on you. And if you don't want to go to college, that's also on you. You know, I, I'm, I got a house. I got a family. I got a job. So that's on you. And, you know, at that moment, I I would have rather got beat. You know, I would have rather got hit with a stick, a belt, uh, uh, punched in the mouth. Uh, I would I would have rather all of those things than for him to say that because it was it was like it, it really hit me in in, in a, uh, a it really cut to the bone really. And I, I I walked into my room and I was just shocked. I didn't know what to think. I didn't know what to say. And that moment, I realized that. I have to figure this out. Like I, this is this is this is my life. I I have to decide how I want to present myself and how I want to proceed from here. And again, I'm I'm a freshman. I'm I'm what am I, 13. You know, I got four chin hairs and maybe one and a half chest hairs. Maybe no hair on my legs. I mean, I, I and I have to figure this out. I have to make the decision now. On what I want to do with myself. How do I want to do this? Do I want to go to college? Do I do I want to continue to play football? Because if that's the thing, if that's what I want, then I can't continue to flunk in math. I can't continue to to to, to not do my homework. I, I can't afford to do any of that. And so from that point on, I I I, I decide I'm going to make a difference. I'm gonna, I'm going to be different in the classroom. I'm going to take that. And I'm going to do everything I can to stay eligible. I'm going to do everything I can to do my best in school. And, and I'm going to do everything I can to do my best on the field or on the track. So I, uh, so, and then the, you know, so I flunked and then I was ineligible. And then I had to go into the class with all the other dumb dumbs that didn't do what they were supposed to do. So I'm in a dumb dumb class for half the year. And it's called turnaround math, which is, <laughs> I'm like, oh, this sucks. I'm ineligible. I can't play any winter sports. Uh, and again, it's my first year in high school. I mean, I, maybe I wanted to play basketball. I mean, I was out there for about three days, and that's when I got the bad news. So, I was ineligible. I was I was a dum dum. I mean, everybody looked at me like, yeah, that's the kid who was pretty good as a freshman football player, but he he flunked. So, you know, I, we don't know what to make of him. So I had to do the turnaround math, and uh, you know, I ended up having to go to summer school between my sophomore and junior year, which sucked so bad. Uh, here in Phoenix, I don't know if I know a lot of you guys know that it's hot as Hades here, but summer school in the summer, which is kind of an oxymoron. Yeah, summer school in the summer here is just awful, absolutely awful. So. I had to do summer school. So the lesson that I learned was I, got, I had to take care of my schooling. And that, that didn't change for me in high school, and that didn't change for me uh, in college. Because in college, they were extremely quick, extremely quick to make you ineligible. I mean, when you got NCAA rules, you got school rules, and 
you know, I had see, you know, I, I went to Northwestern University, which is, uh, you know, they call it the the Ivy League of the Midwest, and they 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 were no joke. I mean, they were absolutely they were serious about their reputation as an academic school. They were serious about you handling your business in the classroom, and and uh, I was thankful for the lesson that I learned as a freshman in high school, so that I then realized that you know I could get everything taken away from me. I could get the football taken away from me if I didn't handle my business in the school in in the classroom. So. That was a major, major lesson that I learned, uh, and I carried it on um, through college. Not saying I didn't struggle in college, not saying that, you know, college wasn't hard, because for me it was it was pretty tough. It was pretty tough. Um, so that was one of the major lessons that I learned. And the, the other thing that I get and the other uh, question that um, people ask me is um, when I was in college, you know, my freshman year sort of was like my freshman year um, uh, in high school, where I came out. Um, you know, I, I had to earn my right to be quote unquote on the varsity to to start. Uh, I got my first start uh, the last game of my freshman year, and my first start in college was uh, was pretty traumatic because uh, you know we 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 weren't very good. I think we may have won maybe three games that year. Um, not only were we not very good, but, you know, I don't know if you guys know winter in Chicago, but it was so cold, so miserable. So we were not good on the football field, and it's freezing. And I'm so homesick, and I want my friends, and I want my old high school girlfriends, and I want to be back in the sun, and I want to be back in an area that is familiar to me. And I was so sick that so the last game of the season – um, we had a little incident where uh, our starting running back could not participate in the last game. And uh, the coach, uh, Coach Barnett, came to me, and it was like on Wednesday, and the game's on Saturday. And he um, basically called me into his office, and I went in. He goes, uh, you ready to start? And I was completely caught off guard. I mean, I was I was doing special teams, and I was doing kickoff return, but I wasn't starting. I was getting in once in a while if we were getting blown out. But... I wasn't starting, so he's like, "You ready? To, you ready to start?" And I mean, I was excited, I was nervous, I was scared. Same kind of feeling that I had when I was moving up as a freshman in varsity. So all these feelings just kept coming back to me. I kept it was like a a, a broken record just came back to me, and I was like, "Oh man, yeah, I mean, I'm ready." And of course, our first start is against the number one ranked Penn State Nittany Lions in Happy Valley. So. That didn't help my nerves at all. I don't think we were ranked. I don't think there was there 123 colleges in the country. I think we were ranked like 122 or something. I mean, we were, we we were we were building. Let's put you that way. We were building. And uh, my first start, I got to go to Happy Valley versus Kijana Carter, uh, Kerry Collins, uh, Kyle Brady, who was the uh, the tight end. I mean, they had Bobby Ingram. I mean, they had. It was like basically an NFL expansion team that we were playing in. And that's my first start in college. And I'm like, oh, man, I'm just nervous. So I get out there. I mean, I do fairly well as a freshman. I mean, I run 20 to 20. I, you know, they, I, I, I think I gained like 171 yards that game, no touchdowns. But it was, it was quite, the, quite the little feat. I mean, we, I don't think we scored. I think we scored maybe one touchdown. That wasn't, I didn't score, but. They they beat us pretty handily. I think it was like I don't know fifty to seven or something like that. And they had their backups in the second half or something like that. But either way, 
I had a pretty good freshman showing, and uh, but after that after that game, I was so done. Like in my head, I'm like, I'm done. I, I don't want to be here anymore. It's too cold. Uh, you know, it's it's so far from home. I miss my family. I miss my friends, and so I basically. I went into the coach's office and I said, "Listen, um, you know this 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 isn't working out. I I I uh, I, I, I I gotta go home. I I need to transfer. I, I'm looking at maybe going. To, I'm transferring to Arizona State because this is just, you know, it's just not working out. You know, I I, <laughs> I tried. I gave it a shot. You know, uh, thank you for the opportunity. I appreciate it. And I literally packed up all my stuff that Christmas break, my freshman year at Northwestern University. I packed my gear up." And I called my father and I said, you know what, I'm done. I need to transfer to Arizona State. Let's see if we can't make that happen. So I pack up all my stuff. I fly home. I'm home. I'm so excited to be home, so relieved, you know, no stress, no pressure. You know, I'm, I'm you know, I'm back in my element again, you know, and, 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 and not to mention, a couple of them got a chance to see me on TV. Some of my friends around here got to see me on TV, so now I'm kind of pseudo-famous, too. So not only am I pseudo-famous, I'm back home. I'm all right. I'm done with the cold. I'm done with Northwestern. I'm done with the rigorous education and the classrooms and all the studying. I need to come home. I'm back. I'm so excited. And I'm there, and... uh you know, meanwhile, the coaches are, are, are you know, they're, they're inundated. They're calling me, calling me, you know, hey, you know, this, you know, give us a chance. Give us a chance. Let's let's talk. Let's, you know, let's meet. Because I, I literally hid from them while, like, a week before I actually left the campus, I was hiding from the coaches, you know, because I knew that they wanted to talk to me about my decision to leave the school. So I'm here at home. I'm trying to figure out what my next move is going to be. Do I transfer to Arizona State? Do I, am I going to have to go to junior college? What's What's the next move? What am I going to do? And uh, Coach Barnett actually came down to my house, and Coach Barnett and uh, uh, I think Ann Riston came down to my house, uh, came flew into Arizona, and, and uh, they sat down with me and my father, and, my, and they were like, "Hey, listen, you got to give us a year. You know, next year this team's going to be totally different. Uh, next year we've got a real opportunity to do something really special, and you're you, you're part of this 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 thing that's going to be special." And I and and you just got to give us a year, give us one year, and uh, if you don't like it in a year, then we'll release you from your scholarship, and you can go anywhere you want. And I was like, done. So I kept thinking in my head when I was going to go back that I'm going to give them to the end of the year, the end of the school year, and uh, that's uh, that's not quite exactly uh, what they meant. So uh, we're going to take a quick break. And uh, when we come back, I'll, uh, I'll I'll tell you about exactly where what, what they meant by giving you giving them the uh, the full complete year. Uh, we'll be back, Darnell Autry, OTS. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. 
Are you a real sports fan? Get ready to talk football and anything else sports with Kwame Lasseter, formerly with the Arizona Cardinals, San Diego Chargers, and St. Louis Rams. Kwame's got the experience, so he's prepared to talk sports with you every week on Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk. It's on the Voice America Sports Network every Tuesday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, noon Eastern Time. Get ready for unpredictable fun and sometimes a sarcastic look at the world of sports. That's Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk on the Voice America Sports Network. Sports continues to grow and evolve to ever-increasing prominence in today's society. On All Around Sports, host John Inglesby will connect with the leading newsmakers from the sports world, including players, owners, and fellow sports journalists, discussing the top news and events that are relevant to sports today. John will also report from and offer his experience of the world's top sports events. Tune in to All Around Sports with John Inglesby, Fridays at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific, on the Voice America Sports Channel. Internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. You're tuned in to Outside the Spotlight with Darnell Autry. If you have a question for Darnell or his guest, please call 1 888 346 9144. That's 1 888 346 9144. Or send an email to Darnell at darnellautry.com. Now, back to Outside the Spotlight. Uh, welcome back. Welcome back. So, so we were we were talking about um, you know my struggles as a freshman at uh, at Northwestern University. Uh, you know, the season had ended, and I basically um, was done. I was transferring. I wanted to uh, come back to Arizona, maybe play at Arizona State or whatever I had to do. I definitely did not want to be there anymore. And so I'm home during Christmas break, and uh, Coach Barnett and uh, running back coach came down, Coach Riston came down to my house and basically said, you know, give us a year. If you don't like it in after the year, then we'll let you transfer. So I'm like, all right, cool. So I fly back, and in my mind, I'm thinking, okay, at the end of my freshman year, if I still don't like it, I'm transferring. So I go through the year. Uh, I, You know, I battled through the winter. I mean, real bad. I mean, it was, it was awful. Uh, I get through spring. Spring's nice. That's cool. But, you know, and still in the back of my mind, I'm done. I'm done. So... The year ends, I pack up all my stuff because I'm done. I've made it. Uh, I've made up my mind. I'm 18 years old. I am a grown-ass man. I am leaving here. I want to go home. I want to transfer. That's that. Again, I'm hiding from the coaches again. I'm ducking and dodging, and they're calling me, and they're stopping by my room, and, of course, I'm hiding. And uh, I call my father, and I say, you know, hey, Dad, you know, I gave him the year, um, and I don't like it. I'm done. And he said, what? I said, yeah, you know, I gave him the year. Uh, I'm done. You know, I'm packing up all my stuff. I'm coming home. And he's like, no, that's that's not what you told him. And I said, well, no, I told him I'd give him the year. He said, no, you give them a year. That means a full year. You'll give them another football season. And I'm like, nope, that's not happening. I'm transferring. That's that. And, again, he goes silent and he goes, okay. So I get off the plane. I'm excited again to be back at home, and it's just a chill. I mean, I can see my father... And my stepmother, they're looking at me, and it, there's just a chill. And I'm, like, excited. I'm like, well, what's, what's going on? I'm back. I'm excited. And uh, he was like, that's not what you told him. You, go, you gave them men your word that you'd be back for a year, and that's what you're going to do. And I'm like, 
oh, absolutely not. That's not happening. I don't, nope, not happening again. I'm 18. I've got it all figured out. I'm a grown man. I'm done. He's like, okay. Again, silent. Not yelling, ranting, raving, and screaming, none of that. He's just like, okay. So I get home. I drop my bags off, and I'm off. So I'm gone for the night. I'm out with my friends. I'm excited. I'm transferring. I'm telling everybody I'm coming back. I'm done. I'm, I'm coming back. Uh, I wake up the next morning, uh, and I'm getting dressed again because I'm, I'm going to leave again. And my father comes in the room, and he goes, uh, again, same tone, same thing. Like, hey, uh, so here's the thing. Uh, you're grown enough to make those decisions of where you want to play college ball and what you want to do with your life. So if you're grown enough to make those kind of decisions, then um, you can't be here. And I was like, fine, I'm gone. I'm gone. Leave you. Done. See ya. I'm over it. Fine. I, I leave. Uh, and I spend probably, you know, two or three weeks, you know, I, I move in with my brother. I'm, I'm pissed. You know, I'm not getting my way again. Uh, you know, my father's, he's stuck in this. You're, you're going to go back. That's what you told him. That's what you're going to do. And I'm like, ah, no, I'm good. I'm not doing that. I'm not doing that. And that lasted probably about three weeks. And, uh, I tried to look at my options and my options weren't really good. And I was like, oh man, what am I doing? What am I going to do with myself? And then I had this moment, like, I'm like, what am I doing? I'm, I'm getting ready to throw away this opportunity to, to go back to college and, and be a starter and, and, and play in the Big Ten and, and, and hopefully be a part of something really special and, and, and turn the team around. And, and, you know, the team was there. They all, they, my teammates, you know, God love them. They always supported me and always said, Hey, listen, you know, you got to do what's best for you, but we think you should stay. And they, you know, they told me that before I left as a freshman. They told me that during when I was gone. Uh, they they uh, they always supported me. They always have, and and I'm I'm forever grateful for them for that because, you know, I, again, I was a kid. I was I was making kid decisions. I was making um, moves that would have altered my life probably forever. And I always appreciated their support and and the coaching staff support. So. Finally, I'm like, all right, fine. If I got to go back then and I got to give them a year, then fine. Then I'm going to do what I want to do. And I'm going to study what I want to study. And I'm going to, you know, I'm doing all these things. I'm going to live where I want to live. And I'm, you know, the little kid stuff. I'm trying to, I'm going to make my own moves. I'm going to do whatever I want. I'm going to make this the best opportunity I can and, and, and make changes. So, so I did. And I went back and I was pissed and I, uh, I did the off season training and I, I, I really worked so hard and I thought to myself, like, if I gotta be here, I'm pissed. I'm gonna be the best I can. So I worked out like crazy. I, I, I went all out that off season and I probably worked harder than I ever have my entire life. Cause again, if I'm gonna be here, then hey, I gotta be here. So I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna do the best. Forget it. You know? And, uh, and, and as a lot of you folks know that, you know, that, that season, you know, we ended up going to the Rose Bowl and, uh, we didn't win it, but, uh, you know, we, we, we came really, really close. It was a really great game and I, you know, got an opportunity to be, you know, honored as, as one of the top five Heisman Trophy candidates and, uh, you know, it's on the cover of Sports Illustrated and got honored for various awards and things. And, uh, you know, I was, you know, it, it, it changed my life and all of, all of that, all of that, may not have ever happened had I made the wrong decision, had I stuck to, you know, the kid stuff that I was doing, had my parents and, and, and my coaching staff and, and my, my teammates not supported me through that, saying, hey, you got to make better decisions. At the same time, you know, these decisions affect us as well. And, you know, I'm, I'm forever grateful now looking back on it that they did. And, you know, we had a great opportunity as a, as a sophomore. We did a lot of, we won some games. 
we won the Big Ten. Um, I come back as as a junior and you know preseason All American and all these things. And by the way, I was never all that comfortable with uh, uh, individual awards and things because I, uh, I I I think that, that that football is the ultimate team sport, and I, and I think that it takes all eleven guys on the field to do their job for one to succeed. And and I I never was comfortable with you know individual awards in football because again it's there's so many other things that have to happen for anybody to do anything on the field and uh I you know I was honored but I always took that opportunity to honor everybody else because you know without those guys I would have never been on the cover of Sports Illustrated without those guys I would have never been honored for the Heisman uh, been up for the Heisman without those guys no one would have ever heard of, of me or so uh, or I never would have gotten opportunities that I've gotten throughout my life. So again, for th- for that, I'm I'm forever grateful and and humbled um, for that experience. And then, you know, junior year we come back, um, we have another great season. Um, we 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 share the Big Ten title again. Uh, we go to the Citrus Bowl. Um, Peyton Manning and, and Tennessee let us have it. Um, and but but during that junior year there was there was all this talk and 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 questioning about my opportunity to go to the pros and people were asking me am I come back for a senior season and all these things and I I, I wasn't quite sure what, what to make of it uh, you know I never I never looked at it as you know I went to Northwestern to go to the NFL I went to Northwestern because if my parents weren't going to pay for school I might as well get the best education I can and worst case scenario if football went to hell in a handbasket that this education would be worth it. So I never really thought about the opportunity of, of, of going pro. And, uh, you know, halfway through my junior year, there's all this grumbling and people are asking me and people are, you know, asking just questions of, you know, are you going to come back for a senior year and all these things? And, you know, I wasn't quite sure what to do. And so I had, um, so, so, you know, during, during that time, I, I was, I was, I was really, really, it was a pretty intense time for me because I, I, I had this opportunity that that could or could not work out, you know, for me in the NFL, or I could stay in college and and finish up my senior season. And I I, I spent, you know, after the football season was over, I spent a couple of weeks um, really mulling over um, the decision, and and that's you know talking to my family and and you know talking to the coaches because on the coaches, you know, from the coaches' standpoint, in my mind, I was like, well, they clearly want me to stay. I mean, they want me to. You know, they want their starting running back to come back for a senior season because they want me to help them, you know, want me to help them win games. So I figured, well, they're biased. And, you know, so I spent more time, you know, with my family and my friends talking about talking to them and, and asking them what they thought. And, you know, at the time, you know, Coach Barnett was probably um, as good a, a, a mentor and support as he's ever been. And he, he basically said, listen, Darnell, you, you you could be drafted anywhere from late first all the way to undrafted. I mean, that's that's what everybody's telling me. They're telling me it is wide open. You're not you're not guaranteed a first round draft pick. You're not even guaranteed to be drafted. So you know, you make the decisions that you need to make, but know that these are the facts. And I want to make sure that I give you all the facts before you make that decision. So. I spent, you know, like I said, a couple of weeks just mulling that thought process over, and I kept thinking to myself, well, if I go now, you know, I can always come back to college. I can always come back to school. Uh, but if I come back to school and I play another season and I get hurt or I get injured, I may not have a shot to go to the pros. 
I mean, I, I, I can't predict, you know, freak injuries. I can't predict how the season's going to go. Who, who knows? Who knows what's going to happen? So I molded over, molded over, and uh, I made probably the second biggest decision uh, of my life um, when I decided to uh, forego my senior year and uh, enter, enter the NFL draft. And that decision, uh, you know, a lot of people ask me uh, whether or not I thought it was the, the best decision I made and should I have stayed or, you know, all these things. And, you know, at the time, I felt like I was making the best decision that I could. Um, looking back on it, you know, I, I think that that was probably one of the most selfish decisions that I've ever made in my entire life. Uh, my whole life, my whole career leading up to that point had always been about team, always been about, um, you know, supporting the team and, and never quitting and never giving up and all these things. And at that moment when I decided to go pro, um, I thought of me. And, you know, I, I'm sure, and, and again, this is all, all this is reflecting, reflecting back on it. You know, when I look back on it, I always think, wow, you know, what would have what would have happened if I was stayed as a senior and and do I regret it? No, I think I had a great uh, NFL you know experience. Um, the one regret that I have is that I had I would have loved to have given myself an opportunity once I graduated as a senior to say, hey, do I go on to graduate school or do I go to the NFL? And you know who knows that might have helped my draft status as well as a senior. I don't know. You can't say. I mean, it probably would have. But you know the other part that hits me the worst is that. You know, that was the one time in my life that I picked myself over my team and I didn't stick it out with those guys. And I think that's one of the regrets that I have. Um, I mean, obviously, I'll get over it and, and I have been over it, but it's one of those things I think about a lot. And that, you know, it's it, it I can't change it. I can't fix it. But that is one of the major regrets that I have probably in my life is that's uh, picking myself over my team and not coming back as a senior to uh one, defend the Big Ten championship, but two, um, finish up that, finish up what I started. You know, the lesson that I learned, I didn't take heed and, uh, I didn't finish what I started. So, but when we come back, I, uh, you know, we'll, we'll go from there and, and, and we'll, we'll talk about how the, the, the pro career went for me and, and the experiences that I had. Some are good, some are bad. Um, you know, made a lot of, uh, <laughs> a lot of decisions and a lot of choices. So, uh, we'll be back. Darnell Autry, OTS, Voice America. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. Do you feel the need for speed? Whatever your addiction, NASCAR, IndyCar, NHRA, Formula One, or even lawnmower racing, Pit Pass USA has got you covered. Larry Henry here, host of Pit Pass USA. I put my 30-plus years of being a motorsports broadcaster to work to bring you not only the best guests, but also the most interesting guests in racing. Pit Pass USA with Larry Henry. Your front row seat to the world of racing. Wednesdays at 7 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Sports Channel. Be there or get a DNF. 
Spin It with Chuck Foreman has a spin on so much that's going on, it will be hard to fit it all into the promo. We'll talk about the weekend games, what to look forward to, hot topics in the news, Spin It Old School, which gives a back-in-the-day approach from Chuck, a no-spin zone where Chuck gives an unbiased opinion and lets you do the same. Chuck will be taking us around town and around the world with news, happenings, and more. It's football, news, and happenings. Tune in for Spin It with Chuck Foreman, Tuesdays at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific, on the Voice America Sports Channel. The opening kickoff is a beauty. It's a fly ball deep right field. That goes O'Neal. He's a tough shot. Got it with 2.8 seconds left to left. I don't care where they put him. This one is out of here. From high school to the pros, we, we cover everything. Let your voice be heard. Voice America Sports. You're tuned in to Outside the Spotlight with Darnell Autry. If you have a question for Darnell or his guest, please call 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or send an email to Darnell at DarnellAutry.com. Now, back to Outside the Spotlight. Oh, uh, yes. Welcome back. Um... You know, things got a little emotional last <laughs> before last break. I'm over here and having a reflective moment hitting here in the studio going, wow, man, that was really rough. I didn't realize it was going to be so rough. Uh, no, so, you know, and I, and I, I certainly didn't mean to get deep and emotional on anybody, but, it, you know, I just wanted to uh, share some of the, the, the emotional parts of, of decisions that I've made and different things that I've done. And, you know, I didn't, and I, and I sort of glossed over my college career and part of the, one of the bigger changes that, um, that I made when I was in college is I, I decided to become a theater major and really embrace my, my passion for the entertainment business. And, um, you know, in the midst of that, I got some opportunities to, um, um, be in a movie and, and and sort of get some recognition for that and and of course I got cut out of it but um, and I got the experience so it, w- it was great and you know I, I carried that that entertainment passion along with me so I thought this was a great opportunity one to you know be in the NFL and at the same time also explore my entertainment passions and hopefully get some acting in and and do some things um, in the entertainment side so I was drafted uh, in the fourth round uh, by the Chicago Bears. Um, at the time, I had moved back to Arizona, you know, and I was training, and I had my agent, and we were training, and you know, and um, you know, wasn't quite sure where I ended up. You know, again, I was you know slated to be anywhere from late first all the way to undrafted, and the Bears picked me up, and I was so excited and so grateful, and um, you know, I came back to uh, Chicago. I ended up moving back to Chicago um, with to, to be a Bear, and. Um, it, it, and I have to be honest and tell you that it was probably one of the worst um, football experiences of my life. It was one of the greatest um, life experiences of my life, but it was probably one of the roughest football experiences of my life because uh, I don't think that I was ready mentally for the business end of it. I mean, I, I was ready, I think, uh, for the football side of it. I thought that I could compete. Um, I thought that I was... Um, you know, I had the ability to to be on that level, but you know, the mental uh, part of it, the football part of it, the learning part of it, the the life as a football player, um, I was not prepared for. Um, you know, 
to have football as your job and that's all you do, that's that's an adjustment to make. And for me, I felt like the successes that I had in college were really about my ability to have not just the football, but I had my social life. I had, you know, um, you know, my theater program. I could do all these different things, and it kept me um, um, on my toes and, and constantly moving and exciting, and things always kept changing as the year went on. And then when I got to the pros, it was football, 100% football, all football, that's it. And that I, I don't think that I was prepared for. And not to mention, you know, uh, you know, that year with the Bears, we weren't very good. Uh, I think we went 0 and 8 before we got our first win. Um, I wasn't starting. Um, we, you know, again, we, I think we might have won four games that year. I think we went 4 and 12. Uh, you know, so football wise, on the football field, it was, it was pretty brutal for me. You know, I was, you know, doing special teams and, and, and I hadn't played special teams since Pop Warner. So that was, that was quite the adjustment for me. And, you know, I, I really, I really struggled. Uh, on the field, but socially it was great. I mean, I was in Chicago. I was, you know, I was uh, kind of the hometown favorite because I went to Northwestern University, and you know, there was very little pressure on me because I wasn't starting. And you know, they had two guys in front of me. They had Rashawn Salam and Raymond Harris, who I, you know, I, I wasn't going to play. I was more insurance. I was like, you know, participating on special teams, and that's really it. And then, you know, halfway through the season. You know, Rashawn Salam got injured. Now I'm number two, and again, I'm still not getting many reps in practice. And then, you know, four games after that, Rashad Salam got injured, and now I'm starting. And again, I was not, you know, I, I didn't, I didn't take my game, my physical game, and or my mental game. I didn't take that to the next level in the pros. I rested on the fact that I wanted it really bad, and I thought that I had it, but. I didn't physically and mentally take my game to that next level. I didn't say to myself, okay, now you're a professional, and now you need to be professional not just on the field, but you need to be professional off the field. You need to do those extra things to sustain and be a great pro player. And I didn't do those things. And I struggled big. I struggled a lot. Uh, and then that next offseason, everybody kind of got flat. Everybody sort of Rashawn Salam was off the team. Raymond Harris was not there. Um, well, actually, Rashawn came back um, from injury, and, you know, they drafted Curtis Enos, and so I was out. I, I got cut that next offseason. I had never been cut in my life. And that uh, that offseason, I was ready. I was prepared. I was, I was working out. I said, all right, change my attitude. I'm going to take my game to the next level. And it was too late. It was too late. They already drafted somebody. They already had Rashawn Slam coming back. There was no space for me. I got cut. And I'll never forget that feeling. I'm driving. I'm just numb. I've never been cut my entire life. Now I'm cut. I'm like, oh, God, what am I going to do with my life? And so I'm mentally thinking that over. And I'm thinking, well, maybe I'll go to L.A. and do that. Maybe I'll go and try my thing in acting. I got some savings, so I'll go out to L.A. and do that. And then... Uh, I got picked up, uh, probably two weeks later, Philadelphia offered me a job and I said, yeah, you know what? I, I should take that. You know, I, uh, you know, it's, it's probably my last opportunity to be a pro. So I took that opportunity. Uh, went to Philadelphia. I was there for about four months and I kept thinking to myself, I want to go to LA and do this acting thing. I really think that this is my spot. And I retired. I told the coach, I told Ray Rhodes, I said, I'm done. Uh, I appreciate the opportunity. Uh, I'm going to LA. And I actually went to LA, and uh, I spent nine months out there. And I like to kick it. A, I like to call it a, a nine months of kicking the groin because it was 
that business is even tougher than the NFL. I mean, the acting business is really, really tough. And it's, um, it's grueling. It's tough. It's discouraging. It's all these things. And I battled that for about nine months. Um, spent another nine months trying to figure out what I'm going to do after that because my money ran out and I ended up going back to Chicago to maybe go back to school and that didn't happen. And so I spent, you know, three or four months sort of spinning around and spinning my wheels and then decided after two, missing two full seasons that I wanted to go back to the NFL and play. So I came back to Philadelphia. I, I worked out. I trained in the off season. They gave me an opportunity. I played that year, the 2000 season. I had a great season. I had fun, um, but off season again, I was the last person cut, and I was pretty comfortable with my NFL career. And I thought, well, I had some great experiences. I was on a great team. We went to the playoffs with the Philadelphia. I played with Donovan McNabb. It was a ball, and I had some terrible experiences. Once with Chicago, so I was comfortable with my NFL career, but again, I still wanted to do the acting thing and all that stuff. So what I did was I went back out to LA. I had a little more success. Um, I was on the show The District. I did a couple episodes of What I Like About You on the WB. Uh, I did a national commercial with Tylenol 8-Hour. Um, you know, and so that really fueled my entertainment passion. But in the midst of all that, I still felt incomplete. So I decided that while the NFL, while the entertainment business is, is amazing and fun and I'm, and I'm learning and growing, I still don't have my college degree. So, I decided at age 30 that I needed to go back to back to Northwestern and finish what I started, and it was a struggle. Uh, I'd been out of school for about eight years, kind of you know doing the entertainment thing, and had a brief football career. Um, and then, you know, I went back to school. I graduated uh, probably what three days after my 30th birthday, um, and I thought that you know that was it. That's all I needed to do. But uh, there was still so much more work to do. I still had to figure out what I was going to do with my life. I mean, entertainment business is great, but you know, if it doesn't earn you any money, how are you going to how are you going to live? So, I uh, I decided to uh, uh, you know pursue some other things and 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 you know work on other careers. But that entertainment passion has always been a part of me. And I I've you know last year uh, probably a couple of years ago I started working on a project on various TV projects trying to put them together try to develop some shows uh and and that's that's sort of what prompted uh, the long story short of me being here on this radio station cuz uh I have a passion and I love it and um you know hopefully this is the start of a whole new era for me in my life so I really appreciate everybody listening to my story. If you have any questions, please, please, please send us an email, uh, darnell at darnellautry.com, or you can hit uh, post uh, some messages on my Facebook page on Outside the Spotlight on Facebook. So, again, thank you very much. All, thank you all very much for listening. Uh, it's been a real pleasure. Uh, hopefully next week we'll do better. Darnell Autry, OTS. Thank you very much. Thanks for listening. Outside the Spotlight with Darnell Autry can be heard live every Friday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Come back next week for another exciting show.